Jason. Today's episode of the Lee's Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! Woo! We haven't actually done a new breed in a while, so Woo. I feel I felt good. I know it's like you're limbering up some old, some old, uh, some old muscles. Let me let me bring it back. And we're old enough that we may be sore when this is over. Did you know? Oh, tell me. The budget blinds is your home for enlightened style shades. All hail our robot shade overlords. I haven't seen our friends in a little bit, but I gotta tell you, they're good people. They're good people. And they do good stuff in the community. They do. And on top of that, if you want the stuff to make your home even better, all the decor, all the shades that you need, even Jason, the robot shades. Robot shades. They're the people to see. They are. It is, And it is coming up on that spring redecoration, spring cleaning, sort of refresh the household for the warm weather months. We are getting in that area. So when you are to look at your living room and you think it is time for a change and we're going to start with the window treatments, who, who are they going to call, Nick? Who are they going to call? You're going to call our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. They're right in downtown, the heart of our city. Tell them Jason Nick sent you. Jason, the Town Hall podcast is also brought to the people by our friends at Ask Kathy of Keller Williams Realty. They are. Kathy is here to help you sell your home. You would have thought, or well, maybe I would have thought, that the real estate market was going to like, the brakes are going to get slammed on, but the brakes have not slammed on the real estate market yet. So it is a time to sell your home, if you're thinking about that, and it is a time that you're going to need help buying your next home. And these are the experts for you. Jason, look, if you go look at the reviews on Google and Facebook, more than 400 five-star reviews. It is absolutely true. 2022 is going to be their 20th anniversary. It which is. is. Which is really weird. It is. Because Kathy can't, Not going be, to be. can't be any more than 22, 23 years old. That was my... I think she's 19. It, that, it actually started before she was born. They had to ask Kathy before she was born to sell realty. And so Kathy's out there. They've helped thousands of families. Their office is right in the heart of our city in downtown Lee Summit. And they are the people to help you take care of this extremely hot and very tight real estate market. And if you're buying, hey, they'll help you there too. So go tell our friends at Ask Kathy that you are ready to buy or sell a home. Tom, Jason, Nick, singing. Hello again and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Norbury and as always, I am joined by a man who has no idea how to run international diplomacy, but he's willing to give it a shot. Is Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. I played a diplomat on TV once. You did? Wow, I didn't know you were on TV. I'm learning so much. I know. I also stayed at a Holiday Inn. Ah, uh, well, that explains why you think you could do it. Pub Link to Lee Summit remains the source for all the news you need about our very fine city, and our unofficial sponsor today is, is adhering to the old adage of just waiting for a little bit longer for the weather to change, because I am cold. Please let it change soon. Just change back. We let had, it change. We had a soon. seventy degree day, and today it was five when yeah. we came to the studio. So yeah, not awesome. I'm not enjoying the weather at all, um, and thus ends the old man complaining part of our podcast. But you know what will help you change the your mood, if not at least the weather. What's that? Emerald Isle Parade. It's coming up. We're just a few weeks away. March twelfth, downtown Lee Summit. Going to start at noon that day. Well, here's the thing. You want to get your float in there? The return of the parade after a two-year hiatus? 
if your group, your organization, your business, maybe you're a candidate running for office and you want a great opportunity to get your name out there, your face out there, get yourself a float in this. The deadline for float entries is March 1st. Just head on over to downtownls.org and you can find your entry form. All right, we have a couple of uh, public meeting or opportunities for public input. Uh, we mentioned these last week. The first one is tonight, 5 to 7.30 in the, in the city council chambers, uh, is the 3rd Street improvements. Remember, this was voted on to do these improvements in 2017 with the sales tax initiative that the city put forth. So if you're interested in that, uh, city council chambers between 5 and 7.30 tonight, you can give your input on the ideas that they're putting forth. And a public meeting on revised encroachment policy. I mean, really, this is your chance to get your voice heard on some good nerdy stuff. It affects where property owners can put furnishings and things in the public right-of-way. This is mostly going to be, again, in the downtown district. But it's February 28th from 4 to 6 in the Struther Conference Room on City Hall. We did this last week. I will give directions again. If you enter City Hall from 3rd Street, it's the conference room on your left as soon as you walk in the door. There you go. I bet there'll be signs in the building directing you there when you get there. I'm just my guess is that's going to be. Probably, but look, Although, I'm here to help the people. I appreciate that. Although, I'm going to say, if you're nerdy enough to care to go give public input on encroachment policies, you may already know where the Struther Conference Room is in City Hall. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, let's see, one more note, Jason. We're going to talk about the school district here, just that the current R7 mask mandate ends tomorrow, February 24th. And there's nothing on the uh, current docket of the agenda for the board meeting for Thursday regarding the mass mandate. So I guess it will end with a, a not with a bang, but with a whimper. <laughs> there we go. Uh, stay tuned. We got some special guests coming. Jason? Yay, an interview. Always good. Always good when we get people in studio to talk to us. And it's about a fun event coming up that's going to help a local organization. It's a fundraiser for Prodeo Youth Center. It's there. I always feel weird saying annual because everything took a two-year break, but I think the last two years just didn't count when it came to annual events, right? Amen. Amen. So the annual Twisted Trivia Fundraiser Events for Prodeo Youth Center is returning March 11th. Executive Director Elaine Metcalf is here along with Carla Williams. They join us in studio to talk a little bit about this great event and the chance for you, the good people of Lee Summit, to go get your table, get your trivia on, and help a great organization and for finish our local youth. Distant second to the team of Nick and I. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably be distant, but it might be us <laughs> on that distant end, on there. Jason, uh, before we get to that that conversation with with Elaine and Carla, I do want to talk a little bit about what happened at the city council meeting last night. Though technically we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well. I really don't want to talk about what happened, Jason. I want to talk about a thing that was on the agenda because I think it really gives us an opportunity to talk to, to candidates that are running for city council, that are running for mayor about housing in our community and about incentive policy. These are topics that always come up every election. And right here is an example, real-time example that we can bring up to talk with them. So Jason, what we're going to talk about is a proposed development. It's the Blackwell Mixed Use Project. It's, it is proposed to be located basically at the intersection of Blackwell and US 50. It's uh, property just south of where Highland Park Elementary is, if, you know, if, if, if you're familiar with that east side. These, this is all proposed to be rental development. So 
We're talking about 252 apartments, 77 single family homes, and 113 55 plus townhomes. There is also proposed about 38, 40,000 square foot of retail that will front Blue Parkway. Jason, when we talk about these kind of developments, we're also going to talk, talk about incentives. This is a proposed pilot program. I want you to take just, just two minutes, put on, put on the cap, and give us a little bit of Uncle Jay. What is a pilot? All right, so we'll start with that, and I think your your generosity in assuming that I can do any talk about anything in under two minutes is uh, <laughs> is misplaced. But I I want you to try. I feel it in my heart. I feel it in my heart. All right, so a pilot is so when a when a a development comes in and asks for incentives, what they're really asking for is we would like to not pay taxes or all of the taxes that would ordinarily come due. So if you Nick Parker decide to build a home and and you find a vacant piece of land that is sitting somewhere in Lee Summit and it generates a small amount of property taxes, but you go and you put a house on it, you're gonna raise the value of the house and the assessment value is gonna come up and you will, as a homeowner, pay more taxes uh, on a piece of land that has a house on it than you would on a piece of land that has nothing on it. Basic gist. The same works for commercial developments, multifamily, retail, office, all of those sorts of things. One of the things that developers do in order to try to make make their make the projects profitable for themselves or maximally profitable for themselves is to pay fewer taxes as an incentive, there's the word, to pay to come in and do the building in that spot. One of the ways that they can do that and help offset, you know, like some of the the extra burden that, you know, these 400 homes or more are, are going to be generating, you know, they're going to generate uh, need for police and fire and streets and water and all these things and you know they're going to use the library and all the all the bits and pieces that come with that is they voluntarily or negotiate a a payment what's called a payment in lieu of taxes and if you acronym that that's called the pilot for the the process so it's essentially a we agree to pay a fixed amount a set amount of money in taxes or in lieu of taxes, but in place of the taxes that are there, and in exchange, we won't be paying the regular property taxes that come along with that development. So that's the basic idea. What the this developer has come had come before the city council earlier in the year, or well, last year perhaps, with um, some ideas on what they how they wanted to structure their incentives for this development that they're proposing. They got feedback from the city council. They went and they had community meetings as well, and they've come back with this modified plan they're paying more per unit in pilot than they were offering initially this is their second offer is going to increase on average the amount they pay per unit they made some changes to the organization and density of the project in response to neighborhood concerns um, and made some other changes in that whole process but basically came forth and said this is the idea that we have um, and how we would like the the city to come in and and work with us to give us these incentives to help make the project work. Right, and I, I think what what this really leads to because I don't want to dig into really what the conversation was uh, from from the diet, but but what I what I, what this really leads to is a chance for us to hope they're paying attention here, Jason, because we're going to give a little foreshadowing to to our, our our council candidate conversations, which begin. This week, those will be uh, District One's coming on Friday. Is where do these candidates stand on a continuing development of of, of multifamily and and rental developments in the community, and where do they stand on on incentive policy 
and how they how incentive policy is is decided and, and doled out when these developments come before the city. Right. So that I mean, those are the questions. Like, hey, we're giving you the homework ahead of time. We're telling you the questions. We're going to come talk to you about these sorts of things based on the answers that you've given in the questionnaire and other things that you've stated in public. So candidates, be aware. This is a conversation that we come. And we just had this very well-timed, thanks to the developer, I guess, uh, topic to come up to sort of bring those together to talk about those. Just to give you some math, like the land as it currently sits vacant there generates $108 in property taxes a year to the city, right. to the city of Lee Summit. Now, there's others to the county and the school district and all the other bits and pieces, but it's $108 to the city. What they're showing is their estimates, and this is the developer's numbers, so take them with the appropriate grain of salt, <laughs> uh, would be over the life of the pilot, it would generate something like $9 million in city property taxes during that period of time. So there's lots of complexity in there. Um, you know, there are council members who are, very much in favor of, uh, you know, they, they have problems with them because a lot of these tax incentives kind sort of take money out of the other taxing entities as well as, you know, the school district, the libraries, water districts, things of that nature that aren't accounted for in the, in, in the pilot that the city has jurisdiction over. Um, there's other reasons. There are people, you know, the, the current council is, has, runs a pretty wide spectrum on how they feel about incentives in general, how they feel about multi-family housing in general, and how they feel about incentives for multi-family projects. Right, right. I think, so I think what we're going to talk about here are a lot of uh, perspective on need. What are the development needs of the city? What, what are the incentive needs to attract developers to, to, to fill those needs, right? And then what just general, what are your perspectives? How are you going to do the math, right, to... to have the development that we need in our city to, to attract the people and the jobs that we want as this city continues to grow. So there's the homework, Jason. We're ready. City Council candidate conversations start this week. I'm excited to get those going. If, if you want to hear about the, the Board of Education candidates, go ahead and listen to the previous two Fridays episodes as we talk to seven of the eight candidates for the Lee Summit R7 Board of Education. That's enough of our nerdy talk. Let's move on now to our conversation about Prodeo Youth Center. We are here with Elaine Metcalf, the Executive Director of the Prodeo Youth Center, and Carla Williams, the Community Relations Director of, coincidentally, the Prodeo Youth Center. Welcome all. I like Good Christmas. morning. It's, a, it's morning. a Christmas. So since you're both here and both from Prodale, I thought maybe just as a random subject matter, we should talk about like Prodale and what you guys are doing. Most specifically, and let's get, let's get this out of the way, you guys have an event coming up next week. So let's start with the, the give me the details about the event. Well, the event is called Twisted Trivia. It's a trivia competition with teams of eight. You get a table. You can decorate your table, you can have team costumes, you can do whatever you want. There are prizes. And it's twisted trivia because you can supplement your score in trivia with games of chance. So you don't have to be like a nerd, geek out, trivia person. Why Why harsh my mellow so early? That's, <laughs> that's my only gift, look, 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 is look, to be look, a geek nerd trivia person. We don't have much <laughs> in the way of, well, skill sets or positive attributes. <laughs> But what we can do is provide some nerd qualities. And if you make it about something else, <laughs> yeah, our like, chances go if, down. If, you, if you're going to be to be like wise or attractive or well-prepared or well-funded, we fail. 
No. What but about, see, games but a chance. You nerd, don't have to be any of those things. Nerd trivia. Thank, thank you. That's fine. I just want to just don't ruin our only advantage. <laughs> and that is an advantage because you get those base points, and then you only get supplemental points if you win the games a chance. Awesome. So you're okay with that. So the event is on Friday, March 11th. The trivia starts at 7 p.m., but doors open at 6. So if you want to come decorate and hang out and have drinks from Embrace the Great. Offer more money to Prodeo by getting drinks. <laughs> right, yes, exactly. right, absolutely. Is that, our, is that our cover? Yes. For the drinking we'll be doing is we're supporting Prodeo. You're That's donating. Exactly. We're donating yes. to Prodeo. There was, there was, there was a, a, a silent auction last time there as well. Is. There, there is will a, be. We've had a little break because of that thing that happened the last two what years. What was it called? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The early anyway. 20s. That's yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There will be a raffle. There'll be raffle items that you That's can win tickets or you can buy tickets and, and participate in that. It's at Lakeland Community Church. At 913 Northeast Colburn Road. It's right next to Paradise Park where you're going to go a parking lot west. Mm -hmm. Correct. I can find that. I think I can do that. (laughs) Okay. Now, I do have a a little problem. Yes. I didn't win any of the raffles I tried to play last time. (gasps) Buy more tickets. It's the only solution. I mean, clearly. It's the only solution. And by the way, Elaine, if your answer to any of this is anything other than please give more money to Prodeo, then you have failed in your job. No. No. I am am shameless at (laughs) hustling for these teens. No, it's not shameless. It's on message. Oh, yeah, that's right. On On message for a hustling. More more money for Prodeo. Can't have shame. Yes. Have pride. Have pride. Oh, my gosh. Yes. There you go. So much pride. (laughs) And let me get in there that you can register by going to prodeoyouthcenter.org and hitting events. Sweet. They are both just on message today. I know. It's gonna Well fortunately we have more to talk about. So we yes. but I'm glad we got that out of the way front. I promise you, Carly, you're gonna have a chance to go through all that again at the end of this interview. Thank you. But in the middle, we should talk a little bit about Pro Deo. Now, as Nick alluded to somewhat uh, illiterally, uh, the on, last two on years brand. On brand. <laughs> the last two years have been weird for everybody, and I'm assuming that they were a challenge for those of you at Prodeo as well. So talk a little bit about how the, the pandemic and the shutdowns and all the things kind of impacted your services and, uh, let's be clear, more importantly, impacted the youth that you guys serve. Okay, so 2020 was the last event that we had uh, for, it was, it was Twisted Trivia in 2020, March 6th, I think it was, and then the like, world the shut down. The, at the edge of the cliff. I know, Ooh. the world <laughs> shut down. The last two things I remember, canceling the Emerald Isle Parade and going to Twisted Trivia. And then buying your toilet paper by the bulk, right? That was... Right. Oh, we already did. We did that before, so we were fine, but yeah. I mean, like, like I, I use that, that store named after a South American yes. river all the time. That's exactly right. So that's what happened in 2020. While Prodeo quickly um, got together, the staff, and said, we can't shut down. That is not an option to not have support for the teens at Prodeo. So what we did, like everybody else, we started doing some virtual things. But then even that wasn't as engaging with teens. As much as they're on their tech, they didn't really want to zoom in with us and talk about what After was going on. After a whole week of being on Zoom <laughs> no, at school. Yeah. Or right. yeah, I so I love this idea, not my own. I'll give credit to the staff. They said, let's do side driveway chats. So it was spring and we could make a, an appointment with a teen and say, we're going to go sit in your driveway or the parking lot if they live in an apartment complex. And we're going to sit six feet apart. We're going to bring you a goodie bag of things to help you get through the week. And we're still going to talk outside in the open. We call them driveway chats. Don't you love that idea? It's a great idea. I wish I'd have thought of that. But anyway. No, no, no. <laughs> your job as the executive director is to, one, 
facilitate people to come up with all of these ideas, not to create them yeah. yourself, and then two, to take credit for the ideas on the backside. <laughs> okay, That's but... your job. You don't have to make the ideas, you just have to get, you get a little credit and you say, thanks to my staff. Yes. Awesome. You created well, the atmosphere yes. that allowed them. Empowered them to make those decisions. There you go. Yeah. There's, the there's, the, there's, the, there's yeah. the non-profit And boy, did they, did they knock it out of the park. So anyway, that's what we did through the, through the June area. And then we started just doing small groups. But what you will probably relate to is we did see a huge, um, obviously we didn't have any fundraisers during that year. And so we saw donations and fundraising, our, basically our revenue, take a really big hit. Um, and but we saw teens coming to our small group events at, at a much higher pace. So there was a dilemma, right? We were seeing more kids because of the isolation they felt from the pandemic, but yet we weren't able to hire the staff that we needed. But um, some things came to happen, as, as as you know, the grants that were out there for nonprofit relief and those kind of things really helped us keep our doors open and help us serving more and more teens during that time. So we were able actually to get a second van through a grant um, that was due specifically for the pandemic. So There were so many different grants available that I think just saved yes. mm -hmm. nonprofits like you all over the country mm -hmm. because... Yes. How else can you keep serving? And right. and the needs just grew exponentially during yes. this. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and that it was the grants, like the nonprofit relief grant that was from the Missouri Department of Economic Development that really came through in a very big way, um, especially because, we again, we couldn't have any fundraisers at all. Um, just getting our name and our word out there was not going to happen. So we kind of pivoted as the word is right that's the the word of the day during that pandemic time it's been two years of pivoting <laughs> i know it we're is. pivoting it's like yeah. constant pivot pivot, pivot. Yeah, yeah. we have an art show every august that is the kids art that they've created for the past year and we do it with the friday night fourth fridays in lee summit and elaine and i have she's techie i'm not but we figured out how to put it online and sell the kids art virtually you know and get it to people and people responded Mm -hmm. And that was a year yeah. and a half ago. But yeah. thankfully now we're in person. So You have to feel good, though, that the word was still getting out, even though you weren't doing as much so stuff. To the teens. I mean, right. Yes. Because, yes. Because, the, because the teens kept showing up and and that you said you just said that group grew right exactly what we and the the good that came out of this is we started doing small group focus groups if you will that's what we call them where we would put a topic out there and then let the teens sign up to to come in person in a small group we were keeping our numbers obviously following all the rules but we created topics specific to youth mental health issues like boundaries and relationships and um, feelings of isolation suicide prevention, all those topics that a teen may not say, oh, I need help, but through the relationships that our staff have, we start every staff meeting talking about what the teens need. That is number one paramount on Monday morning. We're saying, okay, which teens are in in trauma or which teens are in the bubble of needing extra services and so that's how we started and then from there we put out a plan so we were able to do more small groups more one-on-ones with the teens in order to um, keep them safe keep them loved and keep them active i would assume that that the feelings of isolation were probably at the at the top of that list oh. all the all the time i mean we we all 
Right? Yes. Like whatever age you are, that was a thing we dealt with, right? Exactly, exactly. I, I know I get a lot of phone calls because the, the per day number rings to my cell. And one of the things that I heard frequently from a parent was my son or my daughter or my, even my granddaughter or grandson. That, that's a very common thing these days of grandparents raising teenagers. And they would say they were kind of at their wit's end about what to do with the teenager in their um, home. And so they would say, I just, I just Googled, my son and I Googled, how do you make a friend? And Prodeo came up in that Google search. And that made us very happy as a staff to know that really that is our image that we have in the community. We are a resource where people can uh, send their teenagers and know that they're going to be safe, but also know that they're going to be accepted for who they are, how they are, and hopefully make a friend. Is that still... Are those still kind of the same needs that you're seeing? I mean, now that we're getting past this latest Omicron surge, I know I'm tempting fate by saying getting past it. But <laughs> gonna... You said the latest the surge. Latest. <laughs> yeah. There'll you be another one probably. The, the I mean, but, but, I mean, are, are you seeing those needs change, or is it kind of still more of the same? It it seems like it's more of the same. Every again, every we what we've gotten better at at Perdeo is a, having a system for tracking that because we now have five staff members, and so one staff member may have an e, uh, a text conversation with the teen and know, oh my goodness, something just surfaced. You know, they're starting to do self harm or they're having to have those awful thoughts that um, we we want to be able to to come in and triage and give them that that teen what they need. So we can now put it in a system, and then the next person that goes in and talks it, we can log it, log the conversations in a very private system that no one else can see. But it has really helped us to dive down into, okay, if we're not hearing from a teen, that's as much as a red flag as the teen who's there all the time and, and telling us what's going on. So we even reach out to those kids who haven't been coming and say, hey, we haven't seen you at Prodeo. We haven't heard from you. You know, are you okay? Come back. You know, if we can do anything for you. So I think that's the beauty of Verdeo. It's not about them coming 15 times in a, in, over the course of a month, but are we still having communication with them, even if it be through texting or whatever. So We like to talk about how people can, can help, and I know that you are mostly here today because you need money. <laughs> it is <laughs> a shameless you, plug. You we we want to keep our... We checks wanna... and cash and credit cards. Yes. What other needs are you are, are, do you have at Prodeo if people want to give of time of, of more money? What do you what do you need? That, volunteers. Well, we we can always use volunteers, and it's that same website, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, that you go to prodeoyouthcenter.org. But we do tutoring. That was one thing that kind of came out of the whole disease thing, was that kids needed help getting through school. And they asked us to start to doing tutoring. So we do free tutoring on Tuesdays and Thursdays after school. And we have volunteers that come and help the kids because our staff is not really equipped. It's a different skill set. And so, you know, we have kids who come all the time, kids who come once or twice and get the help they need, and then they can go on. We have kids who will come and just use it because it's a quiet place for them to do their work when, while mom and dad are at work, maybe they're watching the smaller siblings or something. So, you know, there are a lot of reasons, but our kids are really responding to the tutoring. So tutoring help, especially in mathematics, 
So, hey. Look at that side of the table, not this side. <laughs> but we can always use that. We also need help um, with volunteers sometimes on Friday nights. That's our fun Friday night when we take the kids somewhere and do something fun. Uh, this week it happens to be an incentive for the kids who got their grades and or you know, came to tutoring and raised their grades. Uh, they're going to a virtual reality place. I don't know much about that. But like, it's a table full of olds now. We're all like, sure, things are happening. <laughs> right. It's, are, it's all are, good. Those are words you put together, and I almost understand them. Yeah, but the bottom line is we keep them busy on Friday nights doing something fun, and we keep them till 10, so they're safe and having a good time. Anyway, um, so volunteers for that. We can use volunteers. Drivers, yes. We have two vans now, as Elaine mentioned. Um, that came about because we couldn't fill one van because of COVID and space and all of that. So we got to use the second one. But now it's a matter of we have too many kids for one van. So right. we need them both. Now, do these volunteers need to have a special, a certain license? No. No. Okay. A clean driving just, record. Just a clean driving and record. And wait, they are totally covered by our insurance. That's Jason, one thing you're out, by the way. Now, <laughs> by the way, that's not fair. My driving record is clean. It's okay. clean. <laughs> but we pick up at each of the high schools, um, not north because it's walking distance, but we pick up at West and we pick up at Lee Summit High School. So we need drivers during the week at about 2.30, 3 o'clock to make those runs. Awesome. Awesome. One more time. Rodeo Youth Center, all one word, dot org. There we go. There all we right. go. All right. Well, let's, I think we should return to the event. Well, hold on. I, got one more, I have one more question. I was like, Fine. so what are the things that, like, as, as we are starting to come through there, you said that, like, some of the issues are the same, but what are the things that, like, if, like, you're a parent of yeah. a teenager, for instance, if we know anybody in this room that's like that, <laughs> yes. um, who, you know, worries about their kids, like, you know, socialization and time out and all the things that, that are out there and literally i'm speaking to both of us here at this point but i mean what are, what are the things that we look at when we think like that you see in those kinds of kids that like show that like prodeo can help and i know that prodeo you're, you're going to tell me that prodeo can help all of them but like what what are the things we should be looking for as as parents of of people in that age group to to kind of maybe aim them in your direction or in the direction of some other resource. Right. So that's a great question, Jason, because we asked the teens just recently, um, we had a group session where we said, what do you wish you could say? These are the teens that we're asking. What do you wish you could say to your parent if you knew you wouldn't get in trouble? And that was eye-opening. And you know, these teens talked like they've never talked before as far as I wish my dad or I wish my mom or my grandmother or whatever would do this. So here's one of the things that really stuck with me. They said, I wish they would listen more and talk less. And I thought, that is profound. And so we, of course, we dive in a little bit deeper. And they said, what that means is, I, I for example, we have a teen who's very interested in anime. A parent may not be so interested in anime, but what if you could give your teenager 10 minutes to just lay it all out about why they love anime 
and all you're doing as a parent is listening to them. That assures them and affirms to them that your that teen's voice matters. So it's something as simple as listening for 10 minutes while that teen talks about whatever it is that interests them, even if it's not an interest to the parent. So that was one thing. That was one takeaway from it. Another one is to say, I love you. Isn't that such a simple thing? But many of the teens at Prodeo don't ever hear those three little words, I love you. And they said, I wish I could hear the words, I love you. So it pulls on my heart when they say things like that, but it also makes us listen as adults to these are teenagers. And if they're saying they want to hear, I love you, we need to be saying that as parents. We need to be listening to them. We need to be encouraging them as opposed to questioning them. So there's one thing, you know, about asking questions. And then there's another thing when you're questioning, right? So asking questions is good. Questioning every move that they make also makes them feel a little bit. And these, again, are not Elaine's words or Carla's words. These are what the teens told us in this uh, very uh, safe space where they get to talk to our social worker, our staff, about what it is that's, that's important to them. That is a common theme we've all learned over the last few years as we talk to talk to the teens and we, we've done different work. You know, Carrie Gray, who's been on, yes. on the show a lot with us, it, What's the best thing we heard was when the teens responded and said, we just want you to shut up and listen. <laughs> exactly. That's a much nicer way to say don't, it. Don't, right? don't always try to fix it. Right. Don't, right. And that's, Man, that's so hard. hard. That is so hard. It, no, it, it is because it is. our instinct as parents or even as you know, whatever adult role model you try to assume yourself to be, your instinct is to fix it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's not always what they want. They or need. It's not always what they need either. Yeah. It's, isn't it just the affirming? They that's what they say. They want us. They want us to affirm that whatever they're feeling, if it's anxiousness or stress about, you know, do I have to pick a college? Do I have to get a job right now? They want to be able to talk about that and with a parent and know that it's going to be okay. I am convinced so. right now that Elaine is bugging my house. <laughs> I got these things like these are what your children talk about. Oh my God! So I know. well, that's that's actually a different funding stream for Prodeo. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Bugged all of our houses. Yes. Yeah, that's how we, that's how we know what we know. About and that's how they're going to get us at their events <laughs> yes. for sure. Well, and one other thing in that is that a lot of people tend to think that you know these kids that have issues or concerns are you know low income or are in need in some other way, and it's every kid, especially now. Mm-hmm. And our kids are from a variety of places. I mean, it's amazing where they all come from. And as a parent, you were asking, you know, what do I look for? Well, you know, you don't have to be looking for anything. It's a great opportunity for kids to just get involved. If your kid isn't real involved in things, if your teen is um, not active in stuff at school, and a lot of kids aren't, then this is an activity where they can be creative, they can do arts, they can learn things, and they can just hang out. Yeah, I think sometimes we forget how easy it is for a kid to kind of get lost in the shuffle in a school of 15, 1,700 mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. We have had many um, foster children, for foster teenagers. Can you imagine that? I know we've had two um, teenagers recently who've been in 20 different placements. They are 14 and 15 years old. They've been in 20 different places. They landed in Lee Summit, and we thought, okay, now we can get them into Prodeo, have them make a friend, 
and feel connected before they get introduced to that 14 or 1500 um, school that they're in. And so that, that model works. We have a great relationship with the foster adopt system and the foster system of uh, Jackson County. So they know about Prodeo as a resource for helping those kids transition um, out of whatever environment they're in into our suburb. And Carla's right, there's no zip code, no income level that separates somebody from having these teen issues that, that our kids are dealing with right now. So we're, we're glad Prodeo can keep our doors open. This is year number 12. We're hoping for 12, 12 more strong years, but we can only do that, of course, with the community's help. That's that's how we are free. And now we get to go back to, because they need help, Twisted Trivia, so, Friday, yeah, March 11th. Credit, credits are working right around the money, so awesome. So let's talk about Twisted Trivia. All right. Well, it's a lot of fun. I mean, basically, we try to make our fundraisers fun so that people don't feel like they're going to another gala or whatever. Nothing against galas, but... Oh, no, there's a know. lot to be said against galas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Um, but... Again, if you're not just a trivia buff, I won't use the nerd word. Uh, <laughs> I embrace it. Okay, good. But anyway, uh, there's a lot to do besides just the trivia, which is not belittling the trivia because it's awesome. Uh, there'll be vid audio video clues. Uh, our kids are going to do some of the clues on video. So it'll just be a great time. You can decorate your table and wear costumes. There are prizes for that. Um, there are prizes if you win. So if you come in first place in points, your table will get $400. If you come in second place, you get $200. If you come in third place, you get $80. Again, you can reserve your table by going to prodeoyouthcenter.org and click on events. And we have to say a big shout out to Rediscover Mental Health. They are right here in our in our hometown, right? Lee Summit's corporate office uh, is right here for with Rediscover, and they are our presenting sponsor. So they are came to the table right away and said, "How can we help you?" And uh, they stepped up to be our presenting sponsor. So we will show some love to Rediscover that night, but we will show some love to them all throughout the year, just because they they are such a great partner. That's what we call people who donate to Prodeo. We call them partners of Prodeo, but more importantly, we call them friends of the teens. And that's pretty cool. Now, I feel like, though, there was one thing left out. The other games. Because you were telling me before we hit the record button. Yes. That there is a fun side game. Yes. So one, some points. one of the things that we will end with um, that night, which has been such a hit at our other fundraisers when we, we finally got to do a fundraiser last fall called Game On. Well, um, one of the things that has been such a hit at our fundraisers is something called a rock paper scissors tournament can you imagine just getting to play rock paper scissors and the chance to win half the half the pot right so whatever we collect through um we sell uh we uh, offer bracelets and that's how if they buy five bracelets they get five opportunities to lose at um at, at five opportunities <laughs> to, to lose she knows, yeah. she knows the audience in the room clearly <laughs> But that also means you get five opportunities to win. So we will have a guest MC that night who will play against, will be the judge, so to speak, or the referee of our, and we will play until we have one lone winner. So over the past, we've had a couple of winners who've got, and they're going to come back on March 11th and try to claim that prize of being the Rock, Paper, Scissors 
champion of Lee Summit. Is Are there you a in... belt, a crown, oh, you get a green jacket? Yes, we will have all of that. <laughs> <laughs> what would motivate you to uh, come and play rock, paper, scissors? Is it the cash? Is it the prize? Is it the bragging rights? What do you think? Um, you know what? Last... Give money to Prodeo. Uh, That's oh, the incentive we need. Outlasting Nick Parker. Outlasting Nick Parker. There you go. There you go. No more to so I can, because yeah. win or lose, beat the MC, get all the way to the end, all that's fine and dandy, whatever. I just want to be able to stand at the end of the thing and go, stand, lord over my good friend Nick Parker and go, beat you, boy, and that's it. That's all I want. It's, it is. It's those bragging rights. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. You know, I was trying to be a little more genuine. Yeah. yeah. I, a little nicer. I, what, what's even genuine about, I want to whoop you. <laughs> Very genuine. That's true. Totally honest. What I would say is practice, 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 practice on your rock, paper, scissors strategy. Come on March 11th. See if you can beat our MC that night and have so much fun um, with others that are doing the same thing, raising money for the teens in our community. Awesome. Well, Friday, March 11th, 7 o'clock at Lakeland Church. Doors open at 6, so you can decorate. Doors open at 6, so you can decorate or just, you know, buy a lot of raffle tickets. That's right. Drinks. Or drinks. And br- you can bring your own snacks. That's the beauty of that. What your, what's your favorite snack? So uh, bring we, it. we brought all a lot of Chex Mix last Okay, time. Chex Mix. There all, you go. All snacks are, all snacks <laughs> are good. Yes, awesome. there you go. Jason will have a trough of chicken wings. Chicken wings? That's oh, no, yes. That, that would be challenging. <laughs> we should start uh, who has the best snacks at the table. That would be... That snack would be judging. I volunteer to eat and judge all of the snacks. Okay, there you go. <laughs> We have our we have our judge our celebrity for, judge for snacks. Celebrity snack judges. There we're you on go. It. So prodaleyouthcenter.org, click events, sign up, buy tables, do all the things, and uh, awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming in and having a, I think a very good and broad conversation and plugging your organization as you were supposed to. Yes. Um, but I think that it. it we're very happy the work you're doing, that you got to continue to do it during the pandemic, and now that we're hopefully get you guys kicked forward into a post-ish, pandemic-ish world. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> thank you for having us on today. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you both. One quick reminder to everybody, tune in on Friday for our next candidate conversation. We'll be talking to candidates from District 1 for the City Council race. That'll wrap us up this week. We'll talk to everybody next time.